Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. And today we have a very special guest, Betsy Brown, star of The Scary of the 61st. Betsy, thank you for being here with us today. How are you doing? I'm doing fabulously now that I'm with you. Oh, that is awesome. So before we get started, let's tell people where they can watch The Scary of the 61st. It is available for streaming on AMC Plus and Shudder. And it's also available on your favorite video on demand platform of choice. So you have many different options to watch it. So it's been two months approximately since I've seen the movie. And you know that thing that you know you've seen a movie that's made an impact on you? I'm still thinking about it, okay? And it's been well over two months. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. But it is just such a mind bender of a film. Tell me your reaction when you were first approached and saw the script or it was explained to you. I want to hear what your reaction was. Um, my immediate reaction was I need to do this. Um, I I love Dasha's and not Dasha Nekrasova, the director and Madeline Quinn, the writer, um, Dasha co-wrote it. I yeah. love their I love their tenacity and their willingness to push boundaries. And I feel really connected to that desire, um, specifically also to use my body as a form of protest. And that's how I see the film. I feel like the film is, uses sexploitation mm -hmm. as a way of protesting the the evil in this world yeah. and I just felt like really on the same wavelength as what they were trying to do and I thought and I knew that not a lot of other actresses would be willing to do what the part requires and so I just really was like I have got to do this <laughs> I agree this is a movie like I've never seen before and I mean that I've seen a lot of movies this is something I've never experienced before. It has many different layers to it. There's the whole conspiracy layer involving the Jeffrey Epstein case. Um, so when you were introduced to your role, Addie, and you are, you know, you, Madeline, and Dasha are the three prominent uh, characters in the film. But, uh, you know, you all have equals, equal time on screen. But I would say... Like, the movie really focuses around Addie and what happens throughout the film to Addie. Like you said, it's a lot of physical, on-screen uh, representation of what a person goes through. Let's go into that apartment complex that Addie and Noel rent together. What do you think uh, it was in that apartment, whether it's supernatural or not, that was attracted to Addie, but not Noel. This is, I love this question so much. I'm getting chills. I, I do think that Addie specifically is extremely vulnerable. Um, that's why she's an actress too. She's of, she considers herself and is certainly a vessel 
Um, and so if any uh, evil spirit is going to be able to penetrate um, between the two of us, it would be it would be Addie um, because she she's a very she's like because of her vulnerability, basically. The way. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. But, but the okay. way that I would describe Addie as a character, it, she's a very needy character. OK, we, we, we see that in her relationship with her roommate, Noel. And we also see it in her romantic relationship with her boyfriend, uh, yeah. Greg, played by Mark Rappaport, I believe. Yes. Uh, when you get a role, do you build a back... And this is a question I love asking actors. Do you build a backstory? And if you did, what in your backstory made Addie be so needy and clingy, for lack of a better term? That, you know, I don't... I'm not one to sit down and write a backstory for my characters. I do feel like it's my approach is extremely intuitive and kind of as you can maybe tell it's like very uh, movement based mm -hmm. and sort of like yeah feeling really primal i'm really trying to connect to the primal nature of humanity when i'm acting but with the needy aspect i it's in this i feel like i got what i needed from the script in terms of Maddie's character, Noelle, she says that her father was basically kind of, a, he sa she says flippantly a pedophile, but I don't know if that's, I don't take that fully 100%, but it's, there's definitely an absent or sort of maybe abusive father situation going there, going on there. Mm -hmm. And then there's, there's also, um, since she's an actress she's dealing with so much rejection so in her personal life she is very needing uh, a to, lot of reassurance and, and so that's yeah and to be accepted uh by the exactly. people around her so noelle uh, is the complete opposite of addy and throughout the film we see noelle a lot of times put addy down you know, what is your uh, explanation as to how Noelle expresses her feelings for Addie, but yet still moves in with her, is friends with her, supposedly best friends? If you were to guess, what, what are Noelle's, I mean, what's her motivation? Well, Noelle's, my interpretation is that Noelle's motivation is to sacrifice um, Addie, her plan. This was her plan from the very beginning. There is that scene when she said, "When we're in the um, home goods store," and mm -hmm. she says, "You know, when I move out." So she's yeah. already planning on moving out. After you know, once she sacrifices Addie. Yeah. So I think she she was like, "I need to be young forever." I I am I am horrified at the idea of of becoming an, uh, an older woman. Um, and so I need to find my most vulnerable friend to sacrifice because that's just who will, that's who will kind of like blindly yeah. go along with this plan of mine. Now, this movie is, is very, it's, it's an artistic film, a hundred percent, you know, and it's open to so many different, uh, interpretations. Uh, let's talk about Dasha's character. 
yeah. to give you an example, her character doesn't have a name. She yeah. She's just known as the girl. Uh, so Dasha and Madeline co-wrote the script together. Did you guys have like meetings before production started on basically so everyone's on the same page as to the motivations of your characters and how certain scenes should play out? You know, we really didn't because we are all sort of of this intuitive mind when it comes to um, approaching the characters. And I think that the best thing that a director can do for me is to give me the feeling that they trust me wholeheartedly yeah, and that they trust whatever um, impulses that I have on set will be the right ones. And that was just such a gift that Dasha gave me. I felt like she, she, from the minute we did, we did do a read through. And when we did that read through, I was like, Oh, like Dasha's making it really clear that my interpretation is Addie. Like I just am Addie. And so that was all I needed. I didn't even need to, we didn't need to do the motivation thing that, that I I get out of my head and into my body. So the motivation stuff is for kind of for after, for like seeing the movie and being like, Oh, that's what this was all about. (laughs) (laughs) Now your character has some very explicit scenes, sexually explicit scenes in the movie. Did you at all have uh, any reservations about doing that? How it might be taken? Any maybe negative backlash you might get? What were your thoughts? I feel like I should have more like <laughs> worries about it, or like I, my answer should be like I was nervous. But I there's something about this kind of material. It's not my first rodeo with like being really. Um, just sexually explicit on camera. I I do believe that sexuality is such a huge, huge part of being a human. Mm-hmm. And I don't really, and I want to be somebody who is, who can just fully embody that for a movie. Absolutely. Um, I don't have, I really don't have a lot of, I have no modesty. So I, it doesn't, the, the, it's just fun. I just enjoy that kind of acting. That's awesome. Must, I mean, it's freeing to be an artist and to go out there and portray the roles that you are given. Let's talk about the entity a little bit, because it is a little bit of a mystery. We have the whole conspiracy with Jeffrey Epstein, and then there's something that possesses you in that apartment it literally i mean it's a classic possession uh scenario you have times where you don't remember what you do you sort of repress into like a 13 year old girl or an adult woman acting like a 13 year old girl what's your interpretation of the whole possession thing yeah so this is it's my interpretation is that I was possessed by um, one of Epstein's victims mm-hmm. um, and the way in which this victim handled the the atrocities done onto her was by over sexualizing uh, her whole mind and yeah. by just that that sex just took over her entire being and that was all she was 
and baby. Like, you know, it was just like this primal sexual response reaction to what happened to her. And I, and you know, that's like, I feel like that is a really upsetting mm-hmm. response for some people to see mm-hmm. because it's not, it's not the, I don't think it's the one that, you know, of course, if, if we're dealing with Jeffrey Epstein's victims, we want to deal with them with so much care and we don't want to think of them as over-sexualized yeah. to the point of grotesqueness. However, I do know that that is a very legitimate response to this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and women and anybody can respond so, so vastly differently. And I think that the for the movie, it really, it was what was being explored. And it's such an uncomfortable thing that is being explored. It is, but it, you know, it does need to be talked about and, you know, approached in some manner. One of my favorite scenes in the film that really captures the audience's attention is when you and Greg are in the bedroom and you get taken over and you freak him out. Okay. We don't want to give too much away for the people who haven't watched it yet. But you really freak him out and you really have no memory of it afterwards. That was a really powerful moment. Uh, was that difficult to shoot? Did you guys get it on the first take? What was what was it like shooting that scene and the entire sequence? So one of the interesting things about actually being on set is some of the most upsetting moments are is actually it can behind the scenes can be the most light. So we were, I think we all handled that with an approach of real lightness um, to not to like take away from what was going on, but just basically to co- to kind of cope, Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, um, and it, there is a kind of humorous aspect to the entire film which I think is to its benefit because we have to be able to laugh at these horrible things. Exactly. Like the conspiracy theories between, you know, Dasha, the girl and Noel, they're just so outlandish. And and I'm amazed at how Noel, who seems to be a really intelligent person, Mm -hmm. falls for these uh, conspiracy theories now, do you think you know, Noel is taking medications? Does the whole aspect of the speed amphetamines being brought into the picture, do you think that's important uh, part of the film or it was just like something that the audience should just glance over? No, I think that was really important. I feel like that is, the, those are parallels. This, this addiction to conspiracy and the truth and getting to the bottom of it and also this fueled by this addiction yeah. to I'm I'm probably not the best person to talk about this aspect of it because I don't like speed at all. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what I'm really much more of a weed girl. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like I think there's something to do with like it's and it also ties in with the le- the like le- the romance that I don't hope I'm not giving away too many. No, 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 no. You no, it's fine. Those three things I think together just just equal, like they're just very. It's like this is what these are the ingredients that make for a a total spiral. Absolutely. When you watch of the, of the speed thing. 
Absolutely. I, I completely agree. When you were watching the film and we you see Addie's path throughout the film, and do you think the ending was inevitable for her after the event started to unfold in that apartment? Yes, 100%. I don't think there is any way she could have had a different um, scenario. She was destined from the from the second she decided to move in with Noelle. Yeah, it's like she sealed her own fate. I mean, unknowingly, but that's how it, it played out. And then, of course, we see what happens with Dasha's character. Of You know, the ending, we're not going to give it away. But it's sort of like a poetic justice... Uh, a coming to a realization for Dasha's character. That's how I interpreted the ending. Mm-hmm. How do you interpret the ending? I, yes, I, I definitely interpret it as this woman who we are seeing this woman, Dasha's character, the girl going down absolutely the wrong path for her in order to fulfill this desire that most everybody wants is yeah. just the truth. The truth. But it's, it's so, but the, the truth is that we're never going to know the truth about some things. I have to point out your, your performance. You were brilliant in this film. You had some very, you had a very complicated character to play and your performance going from, Addie not possessed, Addie possessed, your spiral into madness, portrayal of a little girl was just so spot on. Did you really have to dig deep when you were shooting that? Is there a technique? Because I'm sure people that are going to watch this, uh, actors who want to become actors, and they'll see the things that you did on screen. And they'll probably want to ask you what your secret is. I'm not asking you to reveal your secret. But when you go into these really emotional scenes as an actor, what do you draw upon? I'm going to go with my first thought uh, and like my first impulse, which is the moment. You draw upon the moment, and you re- which means you ha- have to be living extremely truthfully under these imaginary circumstances. And whatever impulses come to you in that moment, trust them 100% and run into them with no fear whatsoever. Yeah. Because we do, fear is going to kill your artistic anything, your yeah. artistic voice. And, and that goes for actors too. You know, we, we need to be fearless in our, in our, in listening to our bodies and our impulses. That is so big and get out of your head. Yeah. Don't overanalyze it. Get uh, out of your head. The film is uh, obviously takes place in New York. It, it was shot in New York. That is accurate, right? It was shot in New York. I know. Sometimes it can really be tricky. Uh, (laughs) And it takes place in the Upper East Side. Now, those who have been in New York, lived in New York, know that the Upper East Side is the rich area of Manhattan. That's that overlooks Central Park. It's it's just a very nice, expensive area to live. Do you also think that location was a key element to this film and story? Absolutely. The setting was extremely important to 
to the story, to be in Jeffrey Epstein's world. Um, yeah. And feel the feel the wealth because really the upper the Upper West Side where I'm from is also in a wealthy area, mm -hmm. but it is so different from the Upper East Side. The yeah. Upper East Side is so specific. It's like dripping wealth, you know, it's oh, like yeah. it's they New want York social show, elite. Yes, they want to, to show perform the wealth and that that is such a huge part of Jeffrey Epstein's disgusting allure and deception that he used. Yes, the, the we were very close. They Dasha and Maddie would visit their his townhouse and you know that was really to to suck in that environment and and really that was really really important for the tone of the film. Absolutely. Everything blended in together beautifully. So let's talk about you. We just have a little bit of time left. Uh is there anything on the horizon that's coming out? I know you're filming something right now. What should we be on the lookout uh in terms of stuff coming from your side? Yes. Um, well, I am also a director. I just have my first feature as a writer, director, star, um, nice. doing a small tour. Um, it's called Actors, and it is starring my brother, who is also an incredible actor, Peter Vack. He is also an incredible filmmaker, and we are about to go into um, our third feature together, um, his sophomore feature. Nice. Um, called com. That's awesome. Really excited to check that out. Betsy, I want to thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your insight into the movie. Again, guys, the movie is called The Scary of the 61st. It's available for streaming on AMC+, Shutter, and available for rent or purchase on your video-on-demand platform of choice. Betsy, do you have any final thoughts you want to share before we go? No, just that this has been so lovely. Thank you for really thinking about the film in a deep way. It, it's been so nice to to do a deep dive into the character and into the film. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on and sharing your insight. It's been awesome. Guys, thank you so much. For those of you that are tuning in live and for those that will watch this later on, on behalf of the star of The Scary of the 61st, Betsy Brown and myself, stay safe. And until next time, stay walking. Bye, everybody. <laughs>